Hi there, this is Mark, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Enhancing the Human Experience, the podcast designed to help you get the most out of life. And in this episode, we're going to be talking all about minimalism and how it can help you enhance the human experience. I actually had a different episode all lined up and all ready to go, but I recently saw the movie Minimalism, a documentary about the important things by Ryan Nicodemus and Joshua Fields Milburn. They're the uh, guys who run and are behind the Minimalists website, theminimalists.com. I'm sure you've probably heard of them. They're one of like the major players in minimalism today, and they have been doing their thing for a number of years, making big headway. And I said, you know what? I got to do the podcast on minimalism because really at the end of the day, it's such a huge factor in enhancing the human experience, right? It's the whole idea of the less things you have, the more you can enjoy life and enjoy the experiences and relationships and the adventure that life has to offer. And you don't become like a slave to your stuff, right? One of my favorite quotes by Henry Rollins is that, hey, the more you own, the more it ends up owning you. And I've been a minimalist or a, a becoming a minimalist for many, many years, constantly going through that process of paring down my stuff. And every time I do it, every time I go through the cycle, I feel a little bit lighter. My life feels to be opening up and I feel like more space is there to do more things, to have more adventures, to go places, to meet more people, to not worry as much about the stuff we have, right? It's the same thing, I believe it was Jack Kerouac said, hey, if, if you own a rug, you own too much, right? I think that's an awesome sentiment to have in life because if we have too much stuff, our lives just becomes cluttered and then we become buried under that stuff. So watching that movie kind of made me think, hey, I got to do this podcast about this and share the awesome benefits of living more minimalist. Now, the question, the $100,000 question is, will you ever reach a point in time when you are the perfect minimalist, right? I don't think you ever will. I think it is like a process like I talk about, and they talk about that in the movie as well. It's a refinement. You're always going to be challenged with when you go out in the world, being conscious of what you bring back into your space, right? Because the the reality is no matter how much space you have, you can find stuff to fill it in. And I don't know if you ever do this, go into the grocery store and walk around in sheer and utter amazement at the amount of stuff in the stores these days. It's, it's absolutely mind-boggling. The sad thing is it's not great stuff. It's kind of junk, right? It's throwaway stuff. And that's the center of, of another awesome film about minimalists called The Story of Stuff. I don't remember the gal who wrote that book and made that film, but that's an amazing film about the life cycle of stuff. And it's becoming really short, right? From the time we harvest it from the earth as a resource, put it through the manufacturing process, and then put it back in the dump is really, really short. And so it's becoming a real problem, right? We're, we're shortening that lifestyle. We're just burning through resources and labor and economic, other economic variables at such a high pace that it's becoming almost stupid. You know, it's just silly. There's no sense to it, right? And so I'm going to talk about here in a moment what I feel is really the one thing in keeping with this minimalist theme. I'm not going to have like four 
four things to do or five checklist things to do. I'm going to have one thing to do, and I'll share that in a moment. That's what I feel is the most important, like one step to living a minimalist lifestyle and reaping all the benefits that are going to come from that, right? Having more time, having more money, being able to feel lighter at home or in general, right? So I'll share that with you in a moment. But before we get to that, I just want to talk about some of the other cats in this minimalist playing arena. And a lot of them were in that movie. You've got um, Joshua Becker. He runs Becoming Minimalist. That's a great website. He's built his following and a, and a group of people around his message of how a family can become a minimalist, right? He has two kids. He has a wife. They live in a normal suburban neighborhood. And they are minimalists and going into their homes with these cameras, you see that they just feel really good, right? They don't have that clutter because the clutter doesn't add any value at all. You've got Colin Wright is in the film. He's the cat that travels all over the world with just a couple bags. He's an author and an entrepreneur and he, and he lives in different places for like a month at a time or a few months at a time and he sees the world, right? He gave up a career and said, you know what? I want to go do this thing and live this lifestyle and he made a conscious choice and did it. And they have some other individuals in the movie who talk about the fact that they had high-paying six-figure jobs in uh, corporate America, but they projected themselves down the road of where that life was going to lead them, and they didn't like that, right? And so they made a conscious decision to choose a new path and go down a different road. And that in some ways takes a lot of courage, right? To turn down a lot amount of money and the security that will come with the money or the perceived security, right? That will come with the money to go and do that thing. So it is a little bit scary, but it's actually kind of inspiring in a way, right? I think you have to have a balance, right? I think it can be beneficial what you do. And that movie actually brings to mind this notion of what really is valuable in the world and what is really beneficial in the world. I think about this all the time in my own journey and some of the some of the multi-billion dollar corporations that exist in the world that not only do they not create something that's beneficial for human beings, you know, but actually harmful to human beings. It's it's prevalent all the all over the world, you know, these are corporations who maybe make food or beverage products that are not nutritious, that actually are harmful to our bodies, but yet they're multi-billion dollar companies. And we ask ourselves, why is that, right? Other, in other cases, you have to look at different corporations and say, hey, you know, am I going to go to work for this corporation, even though I don't feel their what they're creating or what they're producing is in alignment with my own values, right? And that's why we're seeing this shift. We're seeing it in fast food. Fast food restaurants are trying to shift into more healthy choices. A lot of the big players are trying to do this. And that's just a result of our consciousness raising as human beings. And it's going to always evolve, right? So we're never going to get to that place where we finally arrived. And that kind of goes back to the question of, can you ever be the perfect minimalist? I don't think you can, right? Human experience is an evolutionary process and it's a constant up-leveling of our consciousness. So we have to be aware of that. But it's just a really great movie and I really highly recommend it because it helps you, it starts you thinking, right? N not a lot of people in our world right now are pushing this message because we're a consumer-driven culture and 
they're running the show right now. They talk about in the movie how the amount of advertising dollars specifically to children has risen from, I want to say it was something in the millions in 1983 to like 17 billion in 2006. That's absolutely outrageous. And just to talk about that point for a moment, that in itself is really crazy. When, when you have to advertise so much, and these big corporations do, they're pumping millions and billions of dollars into the market just to advertise their products. When you have to advertise so much to sell your product, that says something about your product. A lot of these grassroots products are, are grassroots movements. They're not advertising at all, but they strike a chord within the human consciousness that says, hey, that sounds right to me. And I'm going to go toward that because that human beings are designed to understand truth, right? But there's so much noise out there in the world right now that the truth gets dampened out and drowned out. And when a person starts a movement like these cats do or with the minimalists or these other minimalist players in the world and online in the blogosphere, they're striking a chord of truth and people are resonating with that. So it's a really valuable experience. But as far as what you can do, like I, I look at it as one step, how to become more minimalist in your life and, it's, and get on the process, right? Like I said, it's not a one and done kind of a thing. I believe it's a process. And the one step is, is this. And this is kind of an underlying theme in enhancing human experience. And it's simply this. Know that your mind is never going to give you exactly what you need. It's never going to give you the right thing you need. The mind is always reaching out and grasping outward for the next thing to, to buy, to own, to possess. And when it gets it, it's going to push it behind and look for the next thing. All spiritual traditions and like ancient teachings talk about this. The, the material mind, the mortal mind, our race mind is rooted in this world. And it's pointed outward and it's going to grasp everything it can. I'm also talking about ego mind, and you're probably familiar with this in your own life. Once you understand this nature of mind, you transcend it. But when you're caught up in the mind and you, and you believe that the next purchase is going to make me happy, is going to give me fulfillment, going to give me joy, you'll, you'll continue to do that. The mind will run you, right? And Hinduism has a great quote about this, talking about how the mind and the senses and the body are the horses and the chariot and the rider inside of the chariot being the soul, right? I don't know the exact quote at the moment. If I can find it, I'll put it on the website in the show notes. But it's a great quote that really talks about our experience, right? And what we're doing here in life. And once you realize that the mind will run you down every single road in the, in the entire universe and still never be satisfied, it breaks the link of its power over you. And it doesn't have any more power over you because you've seen its true colors. Now, the question is, what can we trust and who can we go to inside of ourselves? And that is our heart and our body wisdom, right? The knowledge the infinite knowledge is locked up with, within our heart and our, and our body, right? The mind and the soul and the emotions that come through, right? The mind is from this world. The emotion, our emotional intelligence and our soul knowledge, our soul wisdom comes through with us 
if you believe in incarnation, every single time we incarnate. And so it has the knowledge that we've always had, right? But it's a small voice and it's a, it's a very, I want to say like meek and meager voice compared to the big booming voice of our mind, our monkey mind, our race mind, telling us to do this and do that and buy this and buy that. And it will clutter our lives to such a degree, will suffocate us, right? And some people have this. We've seen the hoarders where they have no room in their house to even live because their mind is telling them, you need this and you need that. No, don't throw that away. They're listening to the noise in the mind and it's ruining their lives. And in a very real sense, it's actually ruining all, all of our lives to a degree, right? So the, the challenge for all of us is to wake up to that and become conscious of that and say, look, I'm aware of your game, monkey mind, and I'm not going to be your pawn anymore right? I'm listening to my soul wisdom now, my body wisdom. And it's telling me less stuff, less thinking, less attaching to those thoughts, less, less identifying with every single thought that passes through my mind and, and becoming, putting a gap between that thought. And this is where meditation helps big time, giving you that gap between the thoughts that are passing by that are just random and your true soul, your true identity, right? And they talk a little bit about the benefits, actually a lot about the benefits of meditation in the movies. And they have in this movie, the the minimalist minimalism, and they have some high level meditation uh, players who talk about why that happens and how that happens. So, I actually thought they brought in a number of. They did a good job because they brought in a number of experts to back up what they're saying, right? Not that they need it because like I said, your body wisdom and your soul wisdom knows what they're saying is right. But because we're so ruled and governed by the ego mind, it's difficult to break that. But we need to clip that cord and say, look, I'm done. I'm done listening to you, ego mind. So that's my suggestion to you in keeping with the theme of minimalism. Just a one thing, be aware that your ego mind is not your friend. It's not there to help you out. It will run you down every road and still never be satisfied. So waking up to that fact allows you to order all of your, all the rest of your life and you'll start naturally purging and going through that purge process of your stuff. And you'll look at stuff differently. You'll say, and they talk about this in the movie, and this will be the quote of the week, but you'll look at it and say, you know, is this thing beneficial to me? Is it, is it, do I use it? Do I love it? Do I want it? And if you don't, get rid of it. So the quote of the week is this, and this is from, I believe this was from Joshua Fields Milburn. He said this in the movie, and he said, he asked this question, does this add value to my life? And if not, I have to be willing to let go of it. And that's really the crux of becoming a minimalist person is asking that question about every single thing that you own. And you'll probably find, as I have in, in my journey here, that a lot of the stuff that you own doesn't add value. It's like clothes that you have in your closet that you don't wear, that you don't like, but you think you need them for that one day, someday down the road. So I, I really like that question. Does this add value to my life? And if not, I've got to be willing to let go of it. Similar to what Marie Kondo is talking about in her book, The Magic of Tidying Up, is does this thing spark joy for me, right? So all this stuff is beneficial in helping you wake up to the fact of, do I need this stuff in my life? So I hope you enjoyed the podcast and I hope you got something out of that 
you know, one step there. And I want to thank you for tuning in today. And until next time, all the best, health, wealth, and success. Bye-bye.